Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Linear Cloud Podcast. In this podcast, I try to dive deep into ways to optimize your cloud environment for cost, performance, latency, and so on. But before I start, I should first introduce myself. Um, I'm an independent cloud optimization specialist. I'm a former AWS specialist solution architect for Spot and Graviton, and I have a um, DevOps background. I've been working in IT for more than 15 years. And seven years, uh, for the last seven years, I've been building cost optimization tools like auto-spotting. Um, considering my background, I mean, you can, you can uh, go back to the introductory episode um, to read more, to, to listen more about my background. But considering my background, I decided to start this uh, dive deep series with cost optimization, um, which has been my main area of, of expertise and also it's a pretty hot topic these days. So um, when, we, when you are looking at cost optimization, um, the main cost driver is usually compute. Um, and I'll start covering the lowest hanging fruits, uh, RIs and, and savings plans. So what, what I'm gonna talk today um, is about AWS, but uh, basically it applies to other cloud providers. Um, they may have things with different names, but uh, the basics are, are the same. So um, starting with compute, um, the main uh, service in compute in AWS uh, is called EC2, Elastic Compute Cloud. And um, to simplify, it's just um, a bunch of servers that you can rent by the hour. Um, they are stored in various data centers uh, in, in various regions around the world. Um, and these servers come in different uh, shapes and sizes and flavors. Um, they are called instance types. And we have almost 600 now, if not more. Um, and each of them has different uh, specifications like number of CPU cores, uh, CPU model, memory size, local storage. Maybe they sometimes have a GPU. They can have uh, dedicated chips like uh, FPGAs and, and machine learning accelerators and so on. Um, then there's also differences between them uh, across generations. Because um, when, when they start uh, a certain um, instance type, they may have a certain, um, let's say, Intel family chip like uh, like Ice Lake or, or Skylake, whatever. And then in a couple of years, there will be a next generation, which is based on the new chip, the newest chip, and so on. The same applies for, for AMD and also for um, uh, the Amazon's own Graviton CPUs, which now are at the third generation as well. Um, and also speaking of those, we have also differences based on the CPU architecture. Like we have these Intel-based instances, and also now we have these uh, Graviton instances that are based on ARM CPU cores, like you have in your mobile phone or, or in a M1 MacBook, uh, if, you have, if you have one of those. So basically you have these servers and um, you can rent them by the minute or even, I think now it's, it's counted to the second um, and you pay by the second for the amount of time that they run. And how it works, um, when you need a server, you just go um, and launch it. You can also have uh, automation to launch it for you. Um, 
but basically you're you're just getting charged the the usual price the on demand price and if you think about it this is uh, much like your your uh, uh, admission ticket to to maybe a football match where you're you're just paying something you go to the to the match and uh, one hour later you're out and uh, maybe you can terminate your instance and uh, yeah you did your processing and and you you give it back you give it back your spot in the in the stadium but um, there are also in AWS there are also these commitment based prices which is like when you go to the to the stadium and you buy a season ticket um, you pay all maybe pay it all up front but you get a better price than than buying tickets throughout the season for every single match. And that's also available in, in AWS as uh, it came initially as reserved instances. And now there's also something slightly different called savings plan, but the idea is the same. Um, you, you pay um, lower prices. Um, um, after you paid it, you don't have to do anything more. You can just go um, go to the stadium and it's, it's the same here. You, you paid for that instance. Um, you can just uh, use it whenever you need it. And the beautiful thing about it is you don't need any, let's say, configuration changes uh, on your on your infrastructure. And also, if you look at it from the Amazon's perspective, they they have guaranteed business from you, so you can't really um, give it back. Um, or or downsize uh, the spend. I mean, uh, if you bought this ticket, probably you can sell it to somebody else, and and it's it's also um, in a way possible also here. But uh, yeah, basically you're 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 uh, stuck with this um, lower price um, uh, for the duration of the commitment that you you have. And for for Amazon, also, it's also nice because you. Basically, your your uh, it's a very sticky uh, uh, option, so you cannot quit it, and you cannot go to the competition. Um, so they they like when people buy these things, and also for 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 users, it's it's um, it's nice to to have these if you if you're um, if you're buying them. But at the same time, um, the fact that it it comes with this uh, with this um, commitment-based pricing, uh, the downside is that, yeah, you, you, you have to, uh, you pay for it and you have to use it. So you have to, to be very careful um, not to overcommit, so not to buy more than you need, um, because then you will have paid for something that you won't use. Um, so the main use case for, for these um, uh, commitment-based uh, pricing models is when you have something that, that's running at fixed size. So let's say you have an environment that has, let's say, 10 instances and you never scale in and or out. You always run at, at the same capacity. So for, the, for that case, um, it's better to buy this. Um, it will just cover your your capacity. There will be no peaks or 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 uh, ebbs and flows, and 
yeah, you can you can just um, leverage the savings. Um, and it's also available for for things like databases and and other managed services that are um, by design supposed to run at uh, at like a, a a fixed size over time. Um, so like databases have also reserved instances. Um, uh, RDS, Elastic Cache, Open Search, they, these all have uh, um, implementations similar to, to what I'm going to talk now. But my my main topic for today will be when it comes to the compute layer, so EC, EC2. Um, and uh, in the compute, there's also um, savings plans uh, will cover you for Fariet and Lambda. But I'm going to talk about savings plan a bit later. Um, so the main drawbacks of this uh, is that they won't cover uh, the usage above uh, the baseline, and basically, if you have if you have fluctuating traffic over time, you should uh, either mix um, reserved instances with on-demand for those peaks, or it's even better if you can use spot capacity for those peaks. Um, and then you buy um, reserved instances or savings plans for for the baseline capacity. You don't want to um, to buy more than the the baseline because then the usage below the baseline um, will will basically be wasted. Um, and yeah, but one thing that that I I should have should mention is that at a, at a large scale. Um, if you have an organization with multiple Amazon accounts, you can float uh, these um, capacity, these reserved instances across your organization if you have enabled um, consolidated billing. So let's say you have uh, one account that buys an RI and doesn't use it, but it's it's gonna be covering an, an instance from another account. They will just take it and there will be some magic when it comes to the billing, how, how it's, it's, um, how it's um, Calculated and what what everybody sees on their bills, but uh, but basically the the whole the whole organization will will leverage these um, regardless in which of the accounts um, it's actually uh, covered. Um, another thing to keep in mind is this is basically as we call we used to call it in Amazon it's a one way door. Um, once you commit, um, it's a done deal. So you need to plan in advance and it also needs a bit of maintenance ongoing maintenance over time um, to, to see if you if you're covered enough or if you're not covered uh, maybe next time you purchase less of it and so on so there are there are people who offer these as a service including myself um, so if you need any help with with establishing these uh, or um, or maintaining this, I'm more than happy to help. Um, but yeah, getting back to to the RIs, um, reserved instances come in in uh, two different flavors. So the first one I'm going to cover is the standard one, um, which comes in in uh, two two flavors uh, depending on the. No, actually, it's it's more variations, but. It's, it depends on the duration that you commit to. So it could be one year or, or three years. And it also depends whether you want to pay it upfront 
you want to pay no upfront, like um, no upfront, or you want to have a, like a mix of of partial upfront and then the rest paid over time. And the savings you get vary depending on 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 how much time you commit to pay and how much you pay upfront. So the the best savings you can get is seventy two percent off. If you pay uh, all upfront for the next three years, um, and that's the, for the standard uh, reserve instances, and this is actually pretty close from what you can get from spot capacity. Um, it's just that you have to pay this upfront. Um, these are these standard uh, arise can change the availability zone um, and the instance size, and um, Basically, um, you're, you're, you have a bit of flexibility with that, but once you set it to, to a certain size, it will not cover any other sizes. Uh, you have to go to the, to the uh, console and look at your spend, and if you have any unused um, capacity or, or uncovered capacity, you have to adjust these to match your usage. And that's why you need this like ongoing maintenance for these um, that that keep you covered. Um, so the savings for, for one year, uh, no upfront uh, standard arise are around 30 to 42%. So they vary by, uh, by instance type, by region. Um, and if you go partial upfront, um, there is a bit better saving, so for 35 to 50 percent, roughly. If you go upfront for the full year, it goes 36 to 51, so slightly better if you do all upfront than partial upfront. And for three years, uh, no upfront is 49 to 68 percent, so better savings. Um, and partial upfront, 53 to 70 percent, roughly, and all upfront. 56 to 72%. So as you can see, depending on how much time you commit and uh, how much you pay upfront, uh, you get better savings. Now, these uh, RIs, as I said, they only cover your specified instance type uh, and size, but you can change that manually afterwards. Now they're also convertible which can also change across families. Um, the, the standard ones are, are, are fixed within a single family. So the convertible ones can change um, to different families, but also different operating system. And also from like shared tenancy to, uh, to dedicated uh, tenancy, if you, if you have that. But yeah, that's not, not so very often, but uh, essentially you can change across families and operating systems. And they also vary when it comes to the um, to the savings. Um, they uh, they are a, a bit uh, less savings than than the standard RIs. So for one year, no upfront. Uh, the cheapest you can have is up to forty percent, compared to forty two percent for the standard ones. And for the three years, all upfront, it goes up to 66%. Uh, and it used to be up to 72%. So it's like uh, 
6% uh, less savings. Um, but these, you have more flexibility. So there's always this trade-off um, between flexibility and savings. The more flexibility you have, the less savings you get. That's kind of the, the, the main takeaway from these. Um, and also there are, um, there are different types of um, um, flexibility within like uh, a region. You can have a regional uh, RI, which are flexible and you can have a zonal one, which are not flexible. Um, so the zonal ones, um, they give capacity guarantees, um, which means if you need capacity, then um, Amazon will keep that capacity for you and it will give it to you when you request to launch an instance. If you don't have this and the availability zone is low on capacity, uh, even if you have a, um, a reserved um, regional instance plan, uh, uh, it will not give you the capacity. So only the, uh, the zonal ones guarantee capacity for you. Um, but they come with, as I said, with uh, fixed um, size within the family. Um, and basically there's also, um, you cannot have um, choose like switch to dedicated tenancy and is not available for uh, for um, uh, operating systems like Windows, Red Hat, and and SUSE Linux, and also for GPU instance types. Um, there's also this thing called normalization factor, which is just a way to divide a larger reservation for smaller instances. Let's say you you bought a reservation for a four um, x x large instance. Um, and then you could use that reservation um, out of the box for, let's say, two smaller instances, 2x large, or four even smaller x large instances. So that's kind of transparently uh, using that um, capacity uh, using this normalization factor. Now, um, Switching a bit gears towards savings plans. Um, yeah, the, the main difference is that uh, savings plan get more flexibility. Uh, so it's again, this flexibility versus savings trade-off. Um, for RIs, you need to do this forecasting. Um, I mean, more of, more of this forecasting when, when you are looking into these uh, zonal um, RIs. So you have to um, like predict how much capacity you need and, and purchase that and so on. Um, while savings plans are, again, more flexible, um, but on the other hand, um, there is something that you have to be aware of is that if you want to, um, to downscale the commitment with RIs, you do have a way out. So you can sell your ticket. Essentially, you can sell it to somebody else. But with savings plans, you need to wait for the end of the, the season. Uh, so you cannot, you cannot sell savings plans. You can only sell the reserve instances. 
Um, what you could do is like having a rolling cycle throughout the year. Let's say every month or every second month, you buy more capacity as a savings plan. And when you like, you have to renew the one that you did like last year at this time. So then that gives you the chance to, let's say, buy less than what you had if you want to downscale a savings plan. For our eyes, you can just put it for sale. And uh, if you can find a seller, uh, if you can find a, a buyer, um, um, you could you could get uh, get rid of it before the time if you need if you no longer need it. Um, as a seller, you need to register yourself um, in the in the marketplace for our eyes, um, and there are, there are a few restrictions to this. So you have to be like it has to be done by the root user of the of the payer account. You need um, U.S. Uh, bank and uh, some tax paperwork. Um, and you can only sell uh, the zonal RIs, so the most, uh, the the one that gives you the most savings but less flexibility. You, those you can sell, and you can only sell it for for EC two. So you cannot sell for for RDS or or the other Elastic Cash and and um, Open Search. Those, as far as I know, you cannot sell them at least not yet. And when you put them for sale, um, AWS will charge you a fraction of 12% of the total upfront price. So if you bought for, for a year, you pay a bit more than the one month um, as, a, as a fee for selling it. And then you have to set a price and somebody has to agree to that price. Um, and then once... Once you can uh, you can find somebody, they will buy it from for you. You from you you get the money, and you no longer have it in your account, so you can switch to something else. Um, one thing is you cannot modify a listing. So you once you put it for sale, um, you you need to cancel or or recreate the listing um, if you if you want to change it. And if you're if you're based in India. Um, the AWS India accounts that that are paying in Indian rupees they cannot sell these RIs so you 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 you're just supposed to use them yeah so so mainly the challenge is you you, you need the the buyer um, and in some cases it can be hard to sell um, capacity for example more rarely used instance types in smaller regions. It's sometimes hard to find a buyer for those. And also, if you want to sell them, uh, you can only sell after a month of buying them. And you have to have at least uh, a month left of it. So let's say you bought uh, one year um, all up front and you can only put it for sale after one month and not, not earlier than the, the last month of it. Um, when it comes to selling, as you see, there are, there are a lot of things to, to keep a, an eye on, and there are a bunch of, uh, of third-party tools um, that do this sort of automation for the marketplace of RIs, um, and also they do some sort of arbitrage, like when they can, you, you, you have a, um, you're a, a seller and they can find a buyer for you and so on. Uh, so there are two different types of tools. 
Um, one is that only does the automation. Um, and basically they just um, get purchase your RIs and then they put it for sale. But then it's up to the markets to find a buyer for that. And um, there are other um, um, vendors that also do a buyback guarantee. Um, and those will, will charge more. So basically the first one will charge uh, the, the, the main example that comes to mind is the Vantage Autopilot and they charge 5% of the, of the savings. Um, the other alternatives with the buyback guarantee charge in the 20 to 25% range. So uh, tools like Usage AI or Zesty Commitment Manager, they charge these uh, higher percentages, but then they guarantee that if your instance uh, is put for sale, and you cannot find a buyer, they will buy it for you. So they take the risk for, for these higher higher charges. Um, and now within the savings plans, um, yeah, you cannot sell them. So there, there is no marketplace. And you also have two different options um, when it comes to the, the savings plans. So we have uh, compute savings plans and EC2 savings plans. And just like the difference between standard and convertible RIs, there's like a trade-off between flexibility and cost savings. Um, the compute savings plans cover Lambda and Fargate as well as EC2. And they also cover you across regions. So you, you purchase it and you don't have to worry whether uh, it's, it's used in one region or the other region. Um, the savings will be globally um, applied. Um, and they have the same uh, savings percentage as um, the convertible RIs, so up to 66% for the three years all up front. Um, and this is actually one of the few ways to optimize uh, Fargate and especially Lambda where you don't have uh, spot pricing. So for, 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 for Fargate, there is spot, but not for Lambda. Um, and if you look at EC2 savings plan, they only cover EC2 of course, and they are only within a single region. So you have a bit less flexibility, but again, you get the same, the same up to 72% savings like the standard RIs. Um, and you have um, commitment to use an individual family within a region. So let's say uh, M5 instances in Frankfurt. Uh, would be covered by, by an EC2 savings plan, but it will not cover a C5 in Frankfurt. Um, and it's going to work in that region uh, for that instance family, but regardless of the availability zone, of the size of the instance, or of the operating system. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the the difference between um, EC2 and uh, compute savings plans. It's the, the savings and the flexibility you have. Um, so tools uh, to buy the RIs, um, basically you can do it all by yourself um, with the Amazon console. Um, you can go to, the, to each of the instance, each of the um, services like EC2 or RDS or Elastic Cash um, and go and, and find where it says RIs or reserved instances 
and you can purchase them from the console with a few clicks. Um, for the savings plans, you can also use the compute optimizer, um, which will suggest you very nicely based on your previous usage, how much to buy. So it will tell you, okay, you've been running capacity at this level and this is how much you should commit to buy. And it's usually pretty good. Um, and yeah, as I said, there are these tools, third-party tools for, for uh, reserved instance arbitrage, um, like the Vantage Autopilot and uh, Zesty and Usage AI I mentioned before. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. All I had, all I had uh, to cover for today. Um, thank you for joining me and, uh, and I hope you, you liked um, this episode. Um, I would love to hear your feedback from it. Um, if you find it useful, please give a, a, a five-star rating and uh, share it with somebody uh, who might also find it useful, maybe some of your colleagues. And as I said, if you need any help setting up or maintaining um, your RI and savings plan, um, you can reach out to me. Um, I, can, I can help with that. And yeah, you can just find me at linearcloud.com um, and yeah, just, just drop me a, a message on, on LinkedIn, for example. So yeah, that's all for, for now. Um, thank you so much once again and uh, see you soon for another episode. Goodbye. <music>